y'all, it's Betsy with the Dickie Foundation, and you're listening to Dickie's Doing Good, the podcast where we tell good stories about good people doing good things in the community. I'm thrilled because my guest today is Demetrius Gibson. Demetrius is a dedicated public servant serving on the Board of Trustees for the Township of Cook County and the Board of Trustees for the Schomburg Township. He's also the founder and president of Greater Than Yesterday, and he is our newest Dickie's Barbecue Pit owner in Schomburg, Illinois. Thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, thank you very much. That sounds very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> you, you absolutely are impressive. So but, but for those folks who don't know you quite as well as I do, uh, tell me uh, tell me about yourself, your career, and how you came to be where you are now. Yeah, I mean, just quick story. I kind of bounced around all over the country. I was actually born and raised in the Midwest for the most part. Uh, I was born in Ohio, lived there until I was 12, then spent eight years or six years out west, outside of Seattle. Um, then I migrated back to the Midwest for college. I graduated from Purdue uh, with a chemi degree. Um, and I've been in the Midwest ever since. So now we live outside of Chicago. Um, I, I guess I love the Midwest because <laughs> I'm still there. <laughs> so for uh, folks who don't know where Schaumburg is, is that is it yeah, just, so suburb of Chicago? Yeah, just northwest of Chicago. So okay. if you drive like about 20 minutes northwest, you'll run right into it, yeah. And then um, got a family, four kids, wife, um, and we like to just get involved in our community and stay doing positive things. That's fantastic. So kind of what drew you to public service? I mean, you're, just, you're like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna be on the board of directors for one township and yeah. then I'm gonna be on, on the board of trustees. Tell me how you got into that. So public service is like, I think it's been in my life ever since I was little. Like before I could even like talk, I think my mom, we were like at, you know, African American uh, events and festivals and, you know, I remember like having memories of marching for apartheid or anti-apartheid before I like even really understood what that was and like learning who Nelson Mandela was and it's like, what's that going on in South Africa? Like, what? I don't get it. So it's always been like in me. And then we did like um, food packs for um, people in our community. And we did like these classes and at, out of an each one teach one center. So it's always been something that I've grown up with. Like, how do you give back to the people that are around you? So that's really just a family tradition. It's a it's family tradition. It's always been there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. talk to me about the work that you do with your town and your county. Yeah, so for the township, so we do all of the vital services for the people that live in our in our township. And so that means we do senior services, we do disability services, and we do welfare programs. Welfare is like kind of a, it's kind of an interesting term, but we do services for people that need food, need um, job placement, or are looking for any sort of other supportive assistance that we can provide. So those are the services that we focus on. So it sounds like, you, well, well, it's called a board. You all really are kind of a social services safety net. Yeah, and um, the board, so the, the building, which is like 56 employees, so they all technically report to the board. So if anything happens, the board has to like vote or pass or make an amendment to some rule that we already have. Um, but the day-to-day -day stuff, there's all the great people at the township building that are, you know, they're there Monday through Friday. For so, sure. Yeah, so we get to come in and say, hey, like, how are things going? <laughs> <laughs> and they say it's great. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. So what's your favorite program uh, within the township then? I definitely Not, not to play favorites. Yeah, but... well, for sure. But welfare services, because it's like, you know, just having, I, my mom, you know, she raised three boys. Like, I, I, like my dad's always been in my life, but my mom's the one who like raised us. So just knowing like there are people out there that need things, mm -hmm. like that's, it's like, sticks in my heart. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, 
I get to, I have the privilege of running the foundation and yeah. my background's all in nonprofit. And it's one of those things. It's not that I think I'm mother Teresa or anything like that, but I can make this much difference in my community. Right. And like that to me is right. just, that that's the most important thing that it gets me out of bed every morning. Yeah. So a cool story, like real quick for, yeah. for the township. So one of the things that's We're here for the cool stories. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things <laughs> that was important to me was like helping others, right? How do we get back? And so one of the things that I helped to get started was to, to feed kids over the weekend at one of our like highly impacted elementary schools. So we had one of our elementary schools, 36% of the kids were on either free lunch or reduced lunch, which means after the free lunches during the week, like they might they like have food insecurity over the weekend. Right. So we start out with 50 and the goal is to ramp up to 150 students before the year is over. So we're in the 100 mark range right now. And we got a couple more months to get to that extra 50. Well, and that's so important. So before before I was with the foundation, I actually worked for a nonprofit preschool here in Dallas. And and we had hundreds of students. And again, food insecurity is a thing because look, kids can't learn if they're hungry. Yeah. And it's one of those things, even if they're coming to school and they're getting breakfast and lunch, what happens between lunch and breakfast the next day? And to your point, weekends are that that that's scary for a yeah. kid to have to worry about where the next meal is. And right. so just what a cool thing that, that you are able to do that. Yeah. That's I was happy to get that started. Well, and so you, you, you're starting, you, you, we'll, we'll come back to your part where you're, you're going to be one of our newest sticky owners, but talk to us because you, you've got, in addition to doing your board service, you've got a full-time day job too. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and a dad and a husband. All the, th all the things. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about your work there and kind of how that's translating to your dickies. So I think for the last, first of all, I've been in like, I feel like I've done like every job. So like in high school, I was like in food service and then like. Uh, when I graduated, I was in production supervision, and then I spent time in corporate quality, and then I spent time in engineering, and now I, and then I spent time in product management, and now I'm in sales. So I'm like, I feel like I've gone like the whole gamut. So, but the last 15, 20 years, I've always been in the food industry. So usually as a supplier. So either we, you know, the other company I work for, we supplied like corn oil and other derivatives. Mm -hmm. Now uh, we do like uh, tropical oils and other derivatives, the, the okay. business I'm in right now. So I've always kind of had that network of food and like sales and knowing that my product ends up in some of the things that I pick up, pick up off the shelf, right? So right. this is like not a far leap, right? <laughs> so now it's like, there's probably some things I went back and looked really hard some things that I've touched or, you know, had contact with in the past that are probably being used today. Well, and that's that's so much fun. It's one of those things like I'll drop by a fire station and be like, oh, we just donated food to yeah, them. Exactly. Same kind of thing. So exactly. just, just the idea they're like, I was part of that. And yes, what, what a neat thing to be a part of. So one of the things that, that you're also part of, in addition to all your business experience, is really focusing on kind of diversity, inclusion, and cultural yes. awareness. Talk to me more about that work. Yeah, so obviously another thing that's, well, maybe not obviously, but it is another thing that's very important to me. Um, and I, I've had the opportunity to serve as president of a diversity uh, group at a Fortune 500 company. I've had the opportunity to work on diversity initiatives within my community. I'm working on one that right now, actually, as we speak. But, you know, I think whenever you have more voices around the table, especially different voices around the table, you come up with ideas and concepts that you wouldn't have otherwise come up with. Like, um, I, I started the DEI task force at my at my township, um, so it was the first one that they've ever had, and we're working on those initiatives right now. And it's just a matter of like opening up people's perspectives and bringing in new and ideas from from different areas and different perspectives, um, because I think that helps you to be more rounded. Absolutely. And people talk about diversity and inclusion and then equity and kind of yes. what what is that looking like for your township then? Uh, well, it's a journey. 
It is. I tell that to everybody. So we're gotta start somewhere. We're at, we're at the beginning of that journey. <laughs> um, and the first thing we want to do, I think we want to find out is where we are. So, you know, are we closer to being more diverse than we think we are, or are we further away? So we're going to do some assessing and we're going to get some feedback from the community, ask a lot of questions. Um, and I think once we understand where we are, then we can start making a strategy for where we want to go. For sure. And what do yeah. you what do you find to be kind of the most rewarding part about working in that working in that space? I think when you talk to somebody and then they're like, oh, I never thought about it that way. And then they take that perspective and then they apply that knowledge to some other decision that they make in their life. It's a win. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, speaking of winning, you 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 started an organization called Greater Than Yesterday. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes, and I think this is your passion project. In addition to you've got all these passions, all these yeah. projects. In addition to being an awesome husband and dad and everything yeah. else, talk to me about Greater Than Yesterday. Yeah. So Greater Than Yesterday, you can find us at GreaterThanYesterdayLLC.com if you want to check <laughs> us out. Um, but that is a you know my brother and I the the whole motivation behind it is just to get people together that are. Like, you have a goal, no matter what it is, you want people around you that can help you to get to that goal. That's what we want to do. Like, we want to build a community of just people that go out, find goals, and knock them down. Nice. Okay, so where did you get this passion for goal setting and goal crushing, for lack of a better term? <laughs> yeah, goal crushing. I'm going to have to write that down. Right. <laughs> um, I think it was always in me. Like, I'm, like, pretty motivated, like, uh -huh. as an individual. And like, I'm competitive. So even like when I'm losing, I'm feeling like, man, I could have done that, right? Yeah, so I just want everybody to have that same drive. Like, even if it's something that I'm not passionate about, but it's something you're passionate about, I want you to have that burning energy to want to go get it. And so that's kind of where we're like, well, how do we get people like, like focused on stuff like that? We're like, oh, well, we can have an apparel brand. They could wear it and they can like, no preach about it is not the right word but you know they could talk about it with their friends and they can find other like-minded people that want to go down that path with them and that's kind of how it was born. so it's a little bit of accountability for the goals yeah yeah well, it's yeah, like yeah. they always say because you know you know you always have to set your computer passwords set yourself so, right. set, set goals you know your new password is i will lose 15 pounds or yes i will bench press 100 you know yes. whatever whatever kind of things there are so so you're setting these goals and you, and you got your brother's involved in this too tell, yes. tell me about about y'all's relationship there well, my brother, he is, he is Because he's listening to this now. He probably is listening to it now. <laughs> he is definitely a go-getter. Like he, if if there's anybody more of a go-getter than me, it probably would be him. Like, he's <laughs> like I'm like, I put myself at like 9.5. He's probably like 10 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> just, just turn yeah. it up a little bit. Yeah, he turns it up just a little bit. Just Whatever. a little extra Gibson. Yeah, just a little bit extra. And, um, and he's, he's got his, like, he's run his own business and He's competed in, in fitness competitions and he's won. He's like professional bodybuilder, I guess. Wow. And uh, he's got his training license. He's been helping people literally get better, greater than yesterday, like for the past 10 years. Um, so like when I was like pitching it to him, he was like, uh, yeah. He's like, I'm in. Yeah. All right, so how do you there. motivate someone to, you know, without giving away your trade secrets, yeah. but how do you motivate someone to be who's like, you know, I've got this goal. I just don't even know how to, how to start with it. Yeah. How, how do you do that? I think you got to find people where they're at because not everybody is like jumping out of bed like i'm about to go tackle this marathon right um some people are like i need help getting started or i don't know where to start um and we sort of talk about that like we put out a monday a monday message and we just sort of talk about like hey what are you doing today like what do you want to do like do you need help getting started like there's some simple steps like if you have goals right number one write them down 
right? right? And start with like one and don't like start with five because it's hard to get tackle five, right? So we just try to give people like little nuggets of information and hopefully you can find one of those that speaks to you and then you can start your journey. Well, so it sounds like you're doing a fair bit of coaching and, and really helping people along there. So, I mean, you're, you're getting to, to help a lot of people. Who are who are two or three people who really helped you and made a difference for you? Oh, my gosh. Um, obviously, my mom and my dad. I got to give shots <laughs> right? out to my mom and dad. And mom and dad. Yes. <laughs> um, I think staying prayerful, like just, you know, being just having some faith in, in your ability. And then, you know, my family, obviously my wife and my children and my community members like people that have really kind of stuck close to me, like my best friends from college and stuff like that. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you want to be able to look somebody in the eye and say, and and not say, but hear the truth is what I want to say. Like you want to be able to look somebody in the eye, share something with them and have them speak the truth, the truth to you. And those are the people that have done that for me. No, that, that's yeah. absolutely, I, yeah. I, I think that speaking truth is certainly important, particularly when you think about what has been the greatest lesson that you've learned through work in public service? Because I mean, you've been humble. giving back a lot. Okay, humble. Oh Talk gosh. to me about that. Yes, be humble. Um, because the one thing you don't want to do is ever feel like, I don't know, I like it's hard for me to describe. Like, you don't want to feel like you're better than the next person, mm -hmm. right? And especially if you're public service, I feel like you really have to meet. You have to come to where people are. And not everybody is going to even understand, like, what you're trying to do for them. Or sometimes they might not even appreciate it because you might be trying to do something for somebody that they really don't need, right? And so that's what I'm saying. They might tell you, like, this is great, but I don't need this. Like, I need something completely different. And so you need to be humble. Like, take that feedback, adjust, recalibrate, and then, you know, be able to move forward on a different strategy. But I think humility, being humble, is number one. Absolutely. And I think that's really interesting because at the foundation, you know, originally we thought, hey, we're going to give armor to all these police departments that are in need. And that's great. But what we found was when you started talking to departments, they're like, well, we don't need armor. We just got armor last year and we're still in date. But what we really need are new communication equipment because our other stuff is busted. Or this fire department is like, what we really need are new bunker suits. So it is, it's it is it, to your point, meeting people where they're at and really having those conversations with them to, to assess what their needs actually are. Right. Yep. So. And, and I've got to say, so if someone came to you and said, Demetrius, dude, what you're doing is so cool, because it is. Um, he said, dude, this is so cool, but but how do I even get into public service? How do I do this? What do you, what do you tell someone who wants to follow your footsteps? Listen, um, so I first, like, look around your community and see what, what other individuals may be in that space already, right? Because nine times out of 10, you probably have, like, like a person that knows a person that's in public service and you don't even know. So ask some questions. And then if you have an organization like that's local to you, um, you know, see how you can get involved because that's really the path that I was on. Mm -hmm. I was just nosy and I was like asking <laughs> people, hey, what's going on over here? And they were like, oh, you need to talk to so-and-so or you need to, I, let me introduce you to this person. And then eventually, you know, some doors opened up and they, you know, that's how I got involved. But I think if you start asking questions, get involved in some organizations that are already moving in that direction, doors will open for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and absolutely. I mean, again, I, I'm a big believer in board service, whether it's with other, with, with nonprofits, with cities, all, all that sort of thing. There's all those different ways to give back. Um, and you've had a lot of really cool experiences in social services. Is there any any one that you can think one or two that you can think of that really either touched your heart or really changed how you do things? Um, certainly the, the feeding the kids program that I started just last year. Sure. That's probably near the top. Um, and then I think being able to serve as the president of um, African-American organization at, at my 
previous uh, job was the second one because you know it allowed me to just put my arms around a bunch of people listen to what they wanted because i always said whenever we got together even though i'm the president i'm like i can't do anything unless the group wants to do this thing you know i'm just going to be your voice um and just just be able to bring people's thoughts and ideas to the to a higher level and execute on those i mean that's the part that's what makes me happy it is, really I mean, and, you're, and you're like glowing right I'm now. I'm greeting, yeah. About, no. <laughs> you are, you know, whether it's coaching people, whether it's getting to, to, to speak up for those people who can't necessarily speak for themselves. Yeah. Um, that, that That is a really, really remarkable thing that you're doing there. So now you, you've had this incredibly successful career in doing all these things, and now your next step is you're owning a Dickies. Yeah. So talk to me about that. How'd that happen? Yeah. Well, listen, we were like trying to, oh, okay, back to growing, right? Okay, Always we're trying to grow, always trying to grow trying to find um, other other avenues that challenge you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just kind of hunting around for opportunities. And, and my best friend, as we're starting an opportunity, I was like, oh, that's great. Like, where is my opportunity going to be? Like, I'm, I'm looking around the corner. Um, then we just happened to stumble upon this, just doing some research. And I was like, it looks really interesting. Talked to my wife. She was like, it looks interesting. And we got the ball rolling. And the more we learned, the more we were like, yeah, this is, this is going to be a right fit, especially in our area, because mm-hmm. We were lacking, actually. Right. We were lacking this sort of this sort of service for mm-hmm. our community, and um, yeah, we just can't wait to open the doors. So, were you a barbecue guy before this? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So, well, what's your specialty? Hmm. That's that's a good one because I try to ask stuff every year. So it used to be ribs. Okay. But I'm really good at briskets now. Although I I learned a bunch of stuff this week, so right? I'm re- better now. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm absolutely. Better now. Um, and then I try to mix. Like I learned how to do some sides on the grill. So I like I learned how to do like rotten potatoes Ooh. this year. Yeah, I got to get into some more vegetables though. But right? yeah, it, the only thing that stops me from grilling is the rain. I mean, like I would grill in the, right? right? the wintertime. I would grill. Anytime. I mean, you have a grill or you smoker or both? I got both. Oh, see, me too. Yeah. Right? There you go. You got to have that gas grill, like do things yeah. quick on a weeknight. Well, I don't do any gas, though. No? I do a pellet. Okay. And I do a charcoal, but it also doubles as a smoker. Okay, because I've got the pellet, I've got the pellet smoker at home. Yeah. But, but I mean, I you know I know people hate on I hate on the gas grills. We don't have to. No, secretly my dad likes gas, but <laughs> you know that's okay. Because like let's be clear, last night I needed to grill some shrimp. Right, it's right. really nice to just turn, turn it, it on, on real quick and then move on with right. life and not have to mess with all the charcoal. Charcoal oh, I just gets you. messy. I but but I hear you. I mean charcoal charcoal makes for a great steak. Yes. Yes, I'm all about that. Yes, all all about the smoking. Oh, and I I joke that. When I, when I was uh, talking with Laura Diggy, our CEO, and I was like, hey, you know, she's like, so why are you interested? And I said, are you kidding me? It's two favorite things in life, barbecue and philanthropy, let's do yeah. it. And two and a half years later, here I am. There you are. Uh, so I feel like that was probably a really good answer there. That's a good answer. <laughs> so um, I've got to ask, so if, if there was a question that I should have asked you, what should I have asked you about? Ooh. What story do you want to share? That's a good one. The question you should have asked me. Um, where do I see myself in 10 years? Yes. Where do you see yourself? Do you have a Dickies empire then? Ooh. Okay. So where do I see myself in 10 years? Yeah. I think we have, we might have a small Dickies empire. I like that. Yeah. That's the, that's the plan. Okay. The plan. And then allow, and then let Dickies empire allow us to do other things. That's wonderful. And now Dick, your Dickies is a family business because you've got four, yes. four kids. Yeah. Two boys, two girls. Yes. And are they, are they going to work in the restaurant? All the time. All the time. Yeah. Even yeah. though the younger ones, the, my twin, the twin boys are eight. So they're like, can we get a dollar for sweeping the floors? I was like, yeah. I think a dollar for sweeping the yeah, floors, that seems fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a good plan. I really yes, like this, right. it's fantastic. So 
Um, so at the end of our interviews, we always bring it back to Dickie's kind of, and so I've got to ask, your favorite Dickie's meat, favorite Dickie's side? I'm really hooked on the pork burnt ends. Oh yeah. And I love coleslaw, so I always get coleslaw. Okay, I don't think anyone ever fixed coleslaw, I know, but I, respect. I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of coleslaw. Even, even over the hand cut fries? Even over the okra? Yes. Okay, yes. all right, coleslaw it is. All right, so last thing, last thing we do is our lightning round. I'm gonna give okay. you two choices. All right. You're going to tell me your favorite. All right. We kick it off easy. We've got barbecue beans or jalapeno beans. Barbecue beans. Sweet or unsweet tea? Sweet tea. I'm so glad you said that, even though you're from the north. Like <laughs> I was, I was a little All concerned day. where that was going. All day. Okay, chopped brisket or sliced brisket? That's a good one. Um, probably sliced. Okay, we going with sauce or no sauce? Sauce. Like everywhere? Yes, just, just slather smother all it over the, the place. Sauce? <laughs> okay, well on that then, I mean, bonus question, original, sweet, or spicy? I could do any of those, it probably depends on the day. Like if I hadn't had spicy for a while, I uh -huh. might go spicy. Okay, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of our spicy. But sometimes you do our spicy with our jalapeno cheddar, you're like, ooh, that was too much spicy. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, so brisket or pulled pork? Brisket. And last but not least, ribs or wings? ribs. All right, that's an excellent choice there. Yeah. Come up for a rib, man, of course. Y'all, thank you so much for joining us today. My guest today has been Demetrius Gibson. Thank you so much for your service, and we are so excited about your Dickies opening up in Illinois. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. It was great that we could share our stories with you. If you want more information about the Dickey Foundation, feel free to visit thedickeyfoundation.org. And if you want more information about some of our great owners and the great stories they're doing, please visit dickies.com. We look forward to seeing you next week where we'll continue sharing the good stories of good people doing good things in our community.